What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Spice After Dark. I am your nightly host, uh, Brendan Merkel, here with my fellow nightly host who's uh, sipping on something special tonight for you, uh, Jacob Benson. Tonight we got a pretty packed show for you guys. Uh, we're going to start off with uh, some owns and some dubs. You know, a lot of stuff's been happening this past week. Uh, then we'll go into some NBA news. We'll uh, talk about some Rachel Nichols, uh, some finals recaps. We got Chris Paul and Devin Booker talk. We got some Sons and Four talk. Um, then we got some MLB segment coming for you. Uh, I know we haven't been talking too much MLB, but it is currently mid-season and the All-Star break is coming up along with the Home Run Derby. So we'll be talking some Shohei Otani, some... Uh, and that's a line drive out into left center. Nick Castellanos again. Um, then we're going to wrap it up with some NFL talk and look at uh, the match that happened this past weekend between two of our least favorite guys and two of our one of our favorite guys mixed with the guy we don't mind. But, yep, that's our show. Let's go. up welcome back i'm your host brendan merkel like i said here with my boy jacob benson jacob how are you tonight what are you drinking all right brendan my man though i'm good uh i just i was telling you earlier i'm going into this food coma there's this chicken place in lincoln it's super good they ain't paying us so i ain't name dropping but dude they give you so much chicken it's ridiculous it's so good and i'm also drinking some whiskey on the rocks and here's why I know that seems like a bit of a slap in the face to what we've traditionally been doing on our nightly show, but I'm trying to cut my carbs, which I realized right now that I'm not doing my eating at chicken places. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so. I was going to say food coma, but no, I mean, it, it, there's no, uh, we don't discriminate against any type of drink on this show. We don't. It's whatever gets the job done in the end of the night. You know what I mean? And you know, I I am player. I'm not player hating on any beers, whatsoever, right? I just I'm trying to go on a cleanse, so it's gonna be hard stuff only, but in moderation. Hard stuff only. Got it. So, um, <laughs> so tonight I'm I'm going with the classic Miller Light. Uh, last night I had a few special ones lined up, but we were uh, had a few de- uh, technical difficulties. And I unfortunately drank all of them. So <laughs> once I got one down, I just couldn't stop. So um, that sounds pretty, pretty bad. But yeah, here I am drinking again tonight. So yeah, just, Mil- just-, just Miller though. So we're, we're light beers only. It's Miller time. Yeah. Um, Brennan, Miller I know what time. you mean by that I'm lost or that you're lost in my eyes. Cause I'm like looking at myself in the camera right now. And uh, I definitely know what you're talking about. That's pretty funny. Yeah. But yeah, so sorry about the technical difficulties and stuff. I know our show is coming out a lot later than we wanted to, but you know, my uh, my Zoom was just not functioning last night. It was actually kind of sad. So that's okay. That's besides the point. We're back here tonight. Yeah. That's all that matters. So Brennan, shit happens. Exactly. How was your week, Phil? My week was it was pretty nice. Yeah. I mean, la- last weekend, Fourth of July, uh, had a, had a long weekend. So you know, 
it, it, it was nice to get out there. Uh, you know, I don't know what uh, you typically do on 4th of July, but I'm, I'm just like the traditional, you know, crack a few open, grill some, some hot dogs or some brats and, you know, just have a day. I do what everybody else in the Midwest does. I go to a lake, I drink a lot and I blow shit up. And that's yeah. exactly what happened. Pretty much three days in a row. It was actually quite enticing. Yeah, I actually, like for the day after 4th of July, I, I was down in Iowa City. So I was kind of close to Lincoln, but we were setting off some some fireworks. Of course, legally bought. Hold on. Um, Did you just say Iowa City's close to Lincoln? Well, close in comparison to where I am right now. Oh, slightly more east or yeah. west. Slightly more it's west. A, it's it's a, almost like halfway between to where I am right now to where you are right now. I guess that also would make sense. Now I just kind of realized how far away Chicago actually is. It, it's, yeah. So drove down, visited some buddies, um, you know, those Iowa folks. But no, nah, it, was, it was fine. I mean, there's no, there's no bad place to celebrate America. So there really isn't. And I just think lakes are superior to everywhere else. But um, I agree. Yeah, so the reason why, Brendan, I ask you how your week goes, because people don't know that you and I don't talk to each other aside from the show. <laughs> we just we just kind of meet at a set time. And we're like, that is true. We don't really prepare anything other than like a, a very light script. And we're just like talking out of our asses. And we're just like, so how does this look? How does this look? And then we're just like, all right, see you then. Yeah. And that's about it. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> Maybe here and there, we'll, we'll send each other like um, stuff like on Instagram or Twitter or something like to keep up with each other but we truly are an act production team as far as just not really saying anything other than talking about the podcast yeah we're we're live we're live baby live well f it we'll do a live just like uh what's his face bill o'reilly said all right brandon let's get to our (laughs) biggest owns and w's of the week you go first all right well the i'll i'm gonna start with an own because it's always it's always uh nice to start off on kind of a low note yeah but it's in the NFL world, and it's uh, the Dallas Cowboys have been announced that they are going to be on HBO's Hard Knocks oh. uh, for this upcoming offseason. So, um, PU, I hate it. I The Cowboys are, like, one of my – like, I don't care about them at all. I wouldn't say they're one of my least favorites, but they're just, like, I'm very indifferent about them. Uh, so, I really, like, I couldn't care less. It's just Jerry Jones is just probably ba- – like, he – their ratings must have been so down from that last year. He's just like begging the NFL. He's like, please, just anything to keep him alive. It just sounds like Palpatine 24-7. Bro, he is Palpatine, actually. Yeah. yeah, he is. No, dude, that's actually hilarious that you say that, though. And I actually just looked into this um, earlier this week. So the Jets, the Jets and the Jacksonville Jaguars have had a more recent uh, conference championship appearance than the Dallas Cowboys. They literally have not been to one in 28 years. Really? Yeah. The Dallas Cowboys have wow. not seen a conference championship in 28 years. Almost three Well, years. isn't there – there's, like, some sort of, like, hard knocks curse that, like, your team's going to be shitty if, you go, if you're on the show, I'm pretty sure. That would make Cause sense because like, the Raiders had all kinds of problems because that was when A.B. was supposed to be on the team too and just all that shit went down. John Gruden had a terrible year. Like, that was just – that was a curse as well. Yeah, it's just like impossible for teams to be good after appearing on Hard Knocks. But there's just like so many better teams that I could think of. Like, who? Nothing's going on in Dallas. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They kind of have everything like not figured out because then they'd be good. But like, 
I want I want a team that is like some like spicy. I want something that you know could bring in some some crazy stories. Absolutely, absolutely. Like when the Browns remember when the Browns were on Hard Knocks. That was yeah. fun because they were so bad that they just like had nothing to lose. So like it was and Baker Mayfield's the character. So it was it was fun to it was fun to watch them. But yeah, I could care less about the Mike McCarthy and the stupid Cowboys. Yeah, Baker Mayfield is a personality for sure, and Mark, Mike McCarthy just sucks overall. But real quick, so I did have a dub. Um, something that's very important. Our ladies and gents in the NCAA finally are getting sponsored. Yeah, we talked a little bit about that last week, but it's pretty. I'm I'm glad to see it's finally coming kind of into sorts. Oh yeah, well because now like I'm starting to see a lot more athletes, at least for Nebraska, finally get paid partnerships. Like yeah, and we didn't talk about that last week. How? Yeah, how like schools like Nebraska are going to benefit from it so so much? Kind of like that the tier that thinks they're high tier but isn't quite Mm -hmm. uh so now that like because you know the fans in nebraska the alumni in nebraska are crazy so they're just gonna like be so supportive of the athletes that they'll probably be willing to like endorse them in a bunch of like you know small businesses big businesses like any nebraska business is gonna be like all over the players so schools like that yeah exactly runza is already probably smacking their lips looking at adrian martinez or some of the they're actually sponsoring Austin Allen right now. Really? Yeah. I mean, see, that makes sense to me. I mean, you're going to have, like, all – like, oh, so many athletes. I mean, bas- some of the basketball players, I know we've got a uh, five-star recruit coming in for basketball um, that I'm sure is going to be picking up a lot of uh, different endorsements, sponsorships. So, yeah, I think it's I think it's awesome. I mean, it kind of, like – it balances it a little bit more, I feel like, because, yeah. you know, for a while – it, there's a sort of balance to it. Like for a while you all there was, was like, Oh, I'm obviously going to go to, you know, Alabama because they're, they're the biggest, um, biggest school. And I could get my name out just because of how good the school is. But now it's like, well, I can, you know, um, I can brand myself wherever I go, but you know, team teams like Nebraska or schools like Nebraska are going to be like probably one of the best ones for that. Could you imagine how insane the NFL draft class is going to be just based off these sponsorships alone? Because, I mean, now at least it's going to be a lot easier for NFL recruiters to go out and seek these guys that are, like, getting – that have their own brand. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, exactly. And, I mean, they can – they can start branding themselves like on YouTube, you know, like they can, they can create a sort of um, like online presence. Yeah. They can create their following more. So that's a, that's a cool part of it as well. Definitely. Absolutely. All right, Brennan, why don't you go ahead as well? Uh, so a dub that I got is Joey Chestnut, the all-time best uh, glizzy gladiator uh, in, in the United States. Uh, so he just beat his own record. He does that of, every year. Yeah, he just he keeps like setting the bar a little bit higher for himself, but I think he can eat like a lot more than he's showing us because he, he just beat his own record of 75 hot dogs with 76 in 10 minutes, dude. It is unbelievable. It is disgusting to watch. Absolutely. It really is. It really is too. Yeah. Did you see that video of him downing that two liter of diet Coke? No. Yeah. He did. He, I saw so- the competition of them, of the huge dude drinking the, like the, I don't even know how big it was of like the, it's giant jug of lemonade and I couldn't believe it. 
that would hurt my kidneys thinking about that. Just knowing oh how God. much piss is going to be stored there. Uh, but no, dude. So yeah, as far as like the chestnut with the coke. Yeah, he literally just gets like this two liter. I don't. I, does he? I think he has kids. I think it was his daughter that brought it out. She put it on Instagram or something, and that thing was gone in less than ten seconds, probably. And then <laughs> that wasn't even the best part of the video. The man literally burped for a minute straight right after that happened. And <laughs> Will Ferrell from Elf. And they reeked. I mean, oh, I couldn't I'm smell sure. them, but I'm sure they did. Uh, yeah, I bet you could. I could smell it from. You could probably smell from right the camera. Now. Exactly. Yeah. So actually, uh, um. The biggest own that I had, I, I guess we'll go ahead and bring this up. So Shikari Richardson, I guess, I don't know if this would be an own to her or the Olympics for not being able to have her or like an own to the country. Cause we're also losing her in the Olympics as well. So yeah. So Shikari Richardson uh, failed a drug test for her tested positive for marijuana. Track and field athlete. Track and field athlete, right. And she was like an all-star. She was number one in the country, right? Yeah, she just broke like the record for the fastest 100 meter. Exactly. So, and I know there was some kind of like topsy-turvy business of her possibly not going out, but now it's official. Like she is not going to be in the Olympics, which sucks for our country because she definitely won won probably every single race that she participated in. So, yeah, there's that. Yeah, so so what – what is your stance on the whole, um, the whole like argument behind should athletes be able to smoke weed? Yeah. So here's the thing that I'm kind of conflicted on. So the Olympic committee even told her like, yeah, it's a stupid policy. I don't know why we still do it, but that was just a dumb thing to say. And here's the thing too. I'm not saying it's in her defense, but weed is not a performance enhancing drug. No. It is not. So if they're going to test for PEDs, test for PEDs, but don't say like, oh, we're going to test for PEDs and then, you know, not let you go for marijuana. But here's the thing as well, that it was a drug test. So I don't know why her as an athlete would want to smoke weed knowing she would have to do a drug test. Because, I mean, there's just – it's not even – you can't even call it a black and white issue. That's the thing too. Because here's the thing. I, I, as far as I know about every single athlete – at least in season that's gotten caught smoking weed has been fined or punished somewhere, some form. Right. But then when, you know, when you compare Olympic athletes, like Michael Phelps got in trouble for smoking, but that also was not during the Olympics. He wasn't training for anything. Yeah. So there's just a whole lot of shit going on and it's unfortunate that it happened, but dude, I'm not, it's really hard to defend her in this issue because she took a drug test knowing that she smoked weed and is like upset that like she tested positive for weed. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's so dumb. I mean, marijuana is fully legal in 16 States, uh, including Oregon, the state Mm -hmm. she's from. And I mean, many States, you know, aren't fully legal, but they have mixed status on it. You know, when it comes to medicinal or dispensary or THC or something like that. Yeah. So THC. Yeah. Which, I mean, that's what she tested positive was for THC. But, like, I know she knows what she did was technically wrong and, you know, according to the rules of, like, Olympic track and field. Um, but she, like, spoke out. She's like, yeah, I used it to help cope with, like, the death of my bi- biological mother, which is what she said. Um, so, I mean, you, like, I, I, it's not like these athletes – because you had so many, like, stupid takes on this. I, I don't know if you know who Manuel Acho is, but he – he tweeted something about, he's like legalizing weed and track and field is all good if you're running in a straight line, but legalizing uh, weed and track 
track and field is terribly dangerous if you throw the javelin. Where do we draw the line? And I was like, dude, do you think athletes are lighting up blunts right before, before they, they compete? Like, and if they did, like, who, who cares? Like marijuana, like you said, it's never been proven to be a performance enhancing drug. So, so like what, so what if the athletes smoke it? The only thing it, it enhances is their ability to like de-stress and, you know, cope with the physical tolls that they're putting on their bodies for right. everyone's own entertainment. So I, it, I think it's, it's so, it's such a harsh, um, like, punishment for her like not being able to compete in something that she's been training for for so long um i think there's definitely something like they could have done more instead of just straight to that yeah so i was pretty i was upset with how the olympics kind of handled that situation um but you know i think it i think the like the amount of support she's gotten is is promising and i think it'll only lead to further like um, rules being changed because I mean, uh, you know, NFL, NBA, a lot of these other leagues, sports leagues are um, starting to kind of lessen their rules when it comes to uh, marijuana. So, I mean, uh, it's been proven that a lot of athletes are using it to, you know, um, for right. medicinal pur- purposes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, well, and you brought up, sorry to interrupt you, but you brought no, up a good. good point about how it's federally or how it's like legal in 16 States. Um, so I think as far as the U S Olympic committee, I think it's only, I wouldn't even say it's fair if other countries allow it to, cause you know, I mean like hell North Korea, like they have different rules than what we do. Right. So yeah. I'm just saying like, they definitely shouldn't have said like, Oh, it's a stupid rule without getting rid of the rule entirely. Right. Yeah. Like they shouldn't have pretended to have her back in the situation when they were just going to keep enforcing it. So either get rid of the rule or don't like fly to their side right away. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but yeah, that's, that's all of the takes I really had on that. I think it's dumb. Um, you know, I, I'm hoping I'm rooting for Shikari Richardson in the future. Um, I'm sure she's going to have a lot more fans, um, now, but absolutely. Yeah. So a dub that I have, yeah, um, let's get back to the dubs. Sorry. Let's get back to owns and dubs. So a dub that I have is, uh, you know, we, we very rarely mention hockey, on this uh, podcast just because me and uh, Jacob are very uh, I I wouldn't say, you know, uninformed on the sport, but we aren't avid followers of it. So, but yeah, this, this week, the Tampa Bay lightning have won their back-to-back Stanley cup um, against the Montreal Canadians. You know, I won't pretend I know hockey, but you know, shout out, shout out Tampa Bay. Uh, I know no one parties harder than hockey players. That's for sure. But you know, it also helps when your championship trophy, like you can drink out of it. So it's, uh, it's pretty cool. So, yeah. And I, I, I read somewhere that it was like, it kept track of all the different places that Tom Brady has lived over the course of like his life. And, you know, from living in San Francisco before he went to Michigan, there was like so many uh, 49ers and uh, Giants like championship wins. Then he went to Michigan and you had like a, the, a national championship coming to Michigan and some, some other stuff that happened. And then when he goes to Boston, you know, he has obviously so many different uh, Super Bowl rings, but you also have like the Celtics one. Uh, you had a couple um, 
Red Sox wins, you had a Bruins win, and then he comes to Tampa Bay, and the the Lightning have won two Stanley Cups since he's been here. You know, the the Rays are solid. The Bucks won it. This dude just like wherever he goes, just winning and championship follows. I hate to admit it, but you're right. <laughs> Except on the golf course, but we'll get to that. Oh yeah, we'll get to that. I also did have another dub. So the Suns and Four guy that we called irrelevant two weeks ago is relevant again, Brennan. He is back. He's still hyping up crowds around Phoenix. And I think he has gotten back his 15 minutes of fame. I don't think we can just toss him to the side yet. I saw he was, uh, he's selling his autograph to people. That's pretty dumb. That is, if you're that big of an idiot to buy this guy's signed like Jersey or basketball, like I pray for you. Yeah, I mean, this guy's not Reggie Bush, right? No, exactly. I mean, this guy hasn't done actually anything. Did you he get got in joke, a fight right? at a basketball game. Yeah. Huh? Did you get my joke? Reggie Bush? Yeah. Another, oh, because that's what, yeah, that's oh, what no, he got I was going to have was, was his memorabilia. Yeah, so they confiscated, or they like took his Heismans because yeah. he was selling autographs to fans. But he's a damn good football player. So, I mean, hey, I, uh, I would have bought his autograph. A possible dub in the future is uh, they were talking about since all this stuff has passed um, for college athletes, him being able to claim his Heisman back because you know now he technically didn't really do anything wrong. So right. I, I'm I'm rooting for that. But all right, so another dub I have um, is I got two dubs left. So Vin Diesel memes or Dom Toretto memes, I should say, have been yeah, all yeah. over the internet and i just want to say we were ahead of the curve on this we, because we absolutely were we were making family and vin diesel jokes for the past like three four weeks like it actually like we originated this meme and i'm i'm sad that we aren't getting the credit on every single one posted <laughs> you're right we deserve we, we deserve our our bearings here i 100 percent agree brother uh one more dub that i or i had two more um as well so another dub that i had mississippi state won the college world series Hell yeah. So I was rooting for them because I, as soon as NC State was out, by the way, are we bandwagons for rooting for NC State because everybody else was too? Or is it just everybody just kind of naturally comes together to hate Texas and Vanderbilt? <laughs> I think we had more of a reason to root for them because, you know, they knocked off the team that knocked off Nebraska. That's true so too. I feel like we were just like, we were associated with them from, from that point on. So I, I feel like we're, we were fans. We weren't even bandwagon fans. Exactly. But yeah, hey, congrats to Mississippi State. Good for you guys. You deserved it. I know, you know, the cultural series just kind of, it was fun at times, even though I didn't go to a single effing game, but it was also just a cesspool of rules and violations and bullshit. So um, yeah, good for Miss State. And then, yeah, go ahead. I know you had another one. I just want to say cesspool is such a gross word. But... It re- I don't know why I used it. I really got <laughs> I, I talked about vocabulary in every year of school until my senior year of high school, and I chose that word. So the last dub I have is that all of the Teletubbies are now vaccinated, COVID-19 vaccinated. <laughs> Did you see that? No. That's what I <laughs> do te- for. The Teletubbies, uh, like their Twitter account, I don't know, Why posted do a, a picture account? of all of all four of their uh, vaccination cards. Um, and yeah, so they're apparently they are all 18 and can, can get the, the vaccine, uh, legally now. So that, yeah. that was pretty interesting. 
Well, another own to them is they're going to get in trouble for uh, forging federal documents, right? <laughs> so what they the the name that they have for the COVID nineteen, uh, like the vaccination, is the Noonsen and Noonsen and the Astra Tubica. So <laughs> I don't know. I, I kind of want to get the Astra Tubica for my next vaccine. It sounds kind of fun. Probably because the terms Pfizer and Moderna already sounded like tubby tubby names. Yeah, actually. But yep. no, it was, it was a little little dub for the Teletubbies. Teledubbies. Exactly. And I can't actually remember my last dub, so I'll just we'll go ahead and move on to the NBA. Well, well, since you don't remember yours, I'm just going to throw out this other thing that happened on Twitter regarding vaccinations because it just reminded me of it. Um, and it's an own, not a dub. But Corinna Cope, don't know how to say her name exactly. Corinna Cope. I don't know. Instagram model, I think. Uh, dated a couple higher up people in like the gaming industry or some shit but she doesn't know what a vaccine is she tweeted you think a flu shot is a vaccine ha ha ha, ha. like an idiot yeah. and got boomed so hard on twitter and she deserved it she tried to cover her ass too she's like oh like i just didn't want to like i'm just nervous about it and i have anxiety about it that's why i said this i'm just like no you're an idiot because the flu shot is the definition of a vaccine scene so yeah that that was pretty funny that would make a lot of sense too and i actually did um just remember mine so i think you should leave season two turned out to be really funny oh it's so funny it was so fun i actually made my roommate i'm back in lincoln now and i made my roommate watch it with me today and we were just laughing our asses off it oh was, dude it's so so funny it was what's bliss. been your, what's been your favorite skit so far i think honestly my favorite one um, out of all of them was the one where the guy from the despacho st- sketch from the last season had like the long hair now was like on a date with this girl was talking about how like her sister was addicted to drugs and they're like this <laughs> intergalactic bar and the alien doing stand-up is like trying to roast them and they're just shouting about how like this, the girlfriend's like sister's addicted to drugs like the mom had to drink stuff on the radio to win school supplies and the <laughs> alien's just like i was super uncomfortable it's like one of those like animatronic things like what no, no, I wasn't saying this. And then uh, he's like, you better come out from behind there and apologize. It's like this 10-year-old kid is like, hey, I'm so sorry. Yeah. No, the, the, there's been some classic ones. I like the the um, the skit with the ah, – what's the actor's name? The guy who plays Saul from – Oh, uh, Bob Breaking, Odenkirk. Yeah, when he, Bob Odenkirk, when he, they were in the diner, and he's like, I own every classic car. And he's like, tell her. <laughs> Tell the kid. And he's like, you and my, your dad and I, we go way back. And it was just friends, so your funny. father and I. Yeah, yeah, I got a triple of the uh, of the Barracudas. Yeah, my wife, she's a supermodel. Uh, tell her. You know my wife. Tell her. I'm really rich. I do very well for myself. <laughs> I do not live in a hotel. But, <laughs> but no, that, that one it is very funny, and I very much highly recommend. Well, yeah, I think the, you should leave season two. One of the best parts is like, these sketches were just a lot longer than the ones from last season. They were longer, mm-hmm. but more convoluted and just ridiculous. Yeah, I agree. I felt uncomfortable watching them, and that's how you're supposed to feel. No, definitely. It was, cool it was awesome. It was an okay. experience. Exactly. Okay, so let's go ahead, and we will get to basketball. So, Brennan, Rachel Nichols is on the hot seat at the moment. <coughs> Excuse me. And um, that's because she had some comments come out recently regarding last year in the bubble where she kind of made it a race thing. I want to say, 
I think like that would be the best way to describe it. Um, so ESPN is taking her off the sideline reporting for the finals currently, and but she's still going to keep her show, which I think you know she does deserve because she clearly was sorry about what she said. And personally, after reading it, it didn't seem as bad as other things that have come out from celebrities and professional athletes and stuff like that recently. But clearly, yeah. I would still rather listen to her than Cole Beasley. You know what I'm saying? No, yeah. Um, so, yeah, and like my my take on it, like I really – you know, it wasn't like a, a just like a grotesque, like awful thing that she said. It wasn't blatantly racist. No, but I mean, th- like the way she worded everything was pretty bad. Um, you know, what she was talking about with uh, her fellow ESPN anchor, uh, Maria Taylor, who is a black woman. You know, she was saying how that, that basically – ESPN was feeling pressured and like because of their diversity issues that they were having and basically alluding to that as why Maria Taylor had her job that she had uh, was because of the social climate. So that was pretty bad. And I mean, the guy she was on the phone with, I think is like the, like LeBron James is like agent or something. It was, yeah. And like, they were also heard like mocking, you know, black lives matter and like the me too movements um, you know, saying that ESPN was running itself and its decisions, like just based off of like the lack of diversity. And like, so I, I don't know, man, like, I'm not saying that if I lost my job to someone else that I wouldn't be upset because that's a perfectly normal emotion, but to immediately like attribute that other person's success to a, like a diversity hire because your company is feeling pressured. It's just like super shitty. So I think Nichols was just like avoiding just any self-reflection that she could yeah. not to mention like Rachel Nichols herself is like what married into a very successful family. So her to argue that someone else got a position based off of not just merit when she is just in such a f- rich family with mm-hmm. connections is like so hypocritical. So I, I don't like Rachel Nichols. Um, I never really loved her. Um, the only thing that was funny was when, uh, Paul Pierce was live on Instagram with strippers smoking and drinking and somebody like commented like where's Rachel Nichols and I thought that, that was funny pretty like I guess it's misogynistic but it was pretty funny mm-hmm. because I just don't like Rachel Nichols so <laughs> this just this just further cemented it um, so I, I think it's funny because you know she kind of asked for it so yeah absolutely and do you think those rumors between her and Chris Paul are real or no Oh, I don't know those rumors. Yeah, so I'd I'd see some, or I had seen some rumors surface that they were involved romantically at one point. No way. A little uh, NBA entanglement, as you would call it. CP3, finals MVP, am I right? Yeah, speaking of CP3, Brennan, this man is on fire. He was single-handedly leading in 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 the game that happened. So the finals are officially here. So the Suns and the Bucks, which by the way, we are one step closer to me buying a signed Evan Booker jersey. <laughs> one step closer for me getting a campaign jersey. Exactly. So right now, is it, um, is it still 1-0? Yeah, so game two is about to start any minute now. Um, I think it's it started at 8, but we all know it starts like 8-20. Okay. But, yeah, so the Suns, Suns pretty much dominated. I mean, there were some close close runs that the Clippers had, but – 
I mean, all like the Suns' big three, they all showed up in game one. You know, DeAndre Ayton, Devin Booker, uh, Chris Paul, they were all beasting. It was, it was a spectacle to watch. And it's, it was a pretty much how, like, you know, the Suns in four whole mantra has not slowed down like one bit after every single series has started so hot for the Suns. You know, game one, game two, everyone's like, Suns in four could happen again, mm-hmm. which is kind of why this dude just keeps coming back because the Suns keep bringing up the thought of, can we win this in four? Can we, can we do it again? So I'd like to see it happen. I would too, but I mean, but the Bucks are also a very good team. So it's, yes. it's very likely that it's not going to happen. This is definitely going to be probably drawn out. My prediction right now is this is going to go into at least six games. I, I agree. I, I think the Bucks are a really good team. I mean, I keep counting them out and they keep coming back and, and doing, doing me dirty. But I mean, Giannis was supposed to be injured coming into this game and he did not look injured at all. Um, Giannis and, and Chris Middleton, like they, they both balled out. Um, I think the key player for the Bucks is Drew Holiday because, you know, we saw at the end of the series with the, the Atlanta Hawks, how he was able to take over those games when Giannis was out um, and score a bunch. But now since Giannis is back, he's kind of like taking a step back. He's, he's not really like aggressive. Um, so he, he, he didn't even, I think he maybe had 10 points in game one. So, you know, That's- he can't have games like that. Exactly. And I think you and I were talking about this last week. Like the Bucks' performance in the finals was going to be solely based off if um, Giannis was back or not. Yeah. And it's, it's so weird to see how dominant they were the last two games of the, the last series mm-hmm. um, without Giannis. So it's like, it, it, it is, I, I don't know like what to like blame it on because it could just be, you know, um, the Bucks coach, Mike Budenholzer. He had some questionable coaching decisions. Um, it could have been Monty Williams just out coaching him. But, you know, Brooke Lopez was out there just getting absolutely torched. You know, they were just constantly switching, um, ha- having like Chris Paul or Devin Booker head-to-head against him, and he would just be burned. I think he gave up like 40 points in head-to-head defense. Mm-hmm. Um when like you on the other end, you have DeAndre Ayton, the big man, who like I, I read somewhere he was like the first player since like um, I might it might have been like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar to score like twenty points, like nineteen rebounds or something in a playoff game or a finals game. Um, so he he's been awesome out there, but at the same time, like when Giannis wasn't in the game, going back to uh, Mike Budenholzer, when Giannis wasn't in the game, like. The game plan, it was like Chris Middleton was just taking quick shots, which is a bad look. Like, without your best player in the game, you want to slow it down. So, like, you, it's just it, the timing between when he's out and comes back in is less. You know, you want to have so, as much possession time as you can. Exactly. So, it, it was it was an interesting interesting look, and I, I think the Bucks their their bench compared to the Suns bench is just not going to be able to get it done. I mean, I agree. I, I, I don't even – yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, I would say also free throws matter in the finals, Brennan. And that was something that the Bucks clearly struggled with too. So as I think as long – they're going to be a hot contender as long as they just fix small shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I don't know how you're able to fix that when, you know, Giannis, you have the whole crowd counting down 
or counting up with your uh, free throws because oh, he takes so long. I know, and he knows it, and that's got to be in your head. So yeah. I'm sure that can't help your um, your free throw percentage. I mean, if the if that is the case, the rest of his career he's going to have to live with it. But I'm sure this coming out like during the playoffs, during the finals, like this happening, has got to just kind of mess with your mentality. So exactly. Um, but no, like, like we said, uh, CP three just absolutely took to, took it over. Um, you know, I think right now it's safe to say finals MVP. If it's the Bucks, it's going to be Giannis. If it's the Suns, it's going to be CP three. There's no other like cute option. You know, you're not going to have a, an Andre Iguodala, um, finals MVP who I want Iguodala. Literally only one finals MVP because he held LeBron James to 30 points. Um, but no, I think it's like when you look at the Suns bench, it's just like you have guys on the Bucks that are out there playing Bryn Forbes and Pat Connaughton. Like that's awful. Mm-hmm. Who are those guys? I don't know who Bryn Forbes is at all. So it's like I think the Bucks, and they've kind of started every series like this. They just start off looking uncomfortable, but then they, you know, it's been a recurring thing for them. So, I mean, they usually figure it out. Um, and, and come to their senses. But honestly, for me, I think it's going to be Suns and five. I could see that happening as well. So the gentlemen's sweep. Exactly. So speaking of the Suns again, so one thing I want to talk about tonight too. So Devin Booker's water bottle. I'm guessing you saw it too. Um, yeah. <laughs> the bubble lettering, it looked like boobs. It did. It looked I can't like be how- the only one that thought, because he put book on there and it literally every, almost every single letter except for the K looked like a boob. Did you think, well, I mean, other than the K, um, every other letter was in the word boob. That's so, that, so it makes sense. But you think he, he wrote that himself or you think somebody else did? I, I'm conflicted on this. <laughs> well, it's athletes like, it, are hilarious. Don't get me wrong. As much I know. as face personas on and like, you know, take their lives seriously, those dudes are hilarious. Like think of Kawhi Leonard. Like people like that is <laughs> – even small things can just. Be Kawhi small. Leonard would never write in bubble letters, and I know that for a fact. Probably not. He, he would write in like old English cursive or something, but <laughs> non ironically. Like that SpongeBob essay, just the. And <laughs> the. Like just incre- like it looks like Elvis or something, shit like that. No, dude, but I, I, I want to. Oops, I'm sorry. I just fell off my chair a little bit. I do want to say that he wrote it himself, but realistically, it's probably someone from, the, like, probably one of his teammates or a fan gave that to him or something right before. Kendall Jenner, maybe, perhaps. Oh, oh, you know what? That's actually a really good guess. I completely forgot that they were dating because I didn't <laughs> hear her name mentioned once. It kind of looked year. like graffiti, like bubble letters. Like if somebody just wrote boobs on like the side of a train in like huge bubble letters, that looks exactly like that type of thing. That's a really good comparison. Holy cow. Okay. Thank you. Uh, yeah, yeah, no problem. So Brennan, also real quick, just kind of close off our NBA segment here today. So Brennan is a bit of a freelance writer himself, guys. So he is actually like 100% more journalist than I am. I'm more just a personality. Brennan is, is a damn good <laughs> writer. And he actually just published a story on his own website um, about, it's, it's a feature about Cameron Payne. And guys, I read it. I was tearing up. It was beautifully worded. It looked like he, he looked like he was a better writer than half of ESPN's analyst team. So Brennan, wow, good job. I know you're blushing right now because I'm just throwing you on the spot right here. Yeah, seriously, what, thank you. What is your motivation to write like this, and what is your why? Well, it's like 
when you kind of find like a random story that you're just like super interested in and it helps a lot to write, to have the motivation to write something. So, I mean, luckily I, I have been watching the Suns plays. So, you know, I, I was aware of campaigns kind of situation and has come up, but he, he had a crazy story. And when I started looking into it more, it was just like, um, it was more stuff than I'd, I'd even knew. So it was, it was just kind of a cool story. So I was like, you know what? I kind of feel like uh, writing something about it. And luckily the, the website that I use, like it's free for me to write, but I can put it out there. And the more clicks and more people that get to read it, I, it ch- could generate uh, potentially money for me. So it's, it's kind of just to start off my uh, freelancing career while I'm, I'm doing other jobs that isn't actually writing so exactly because this podcast is not paying the bills but real quick <laughs> and now that you, the way that you just kind of put that website um out there that reminds me of that calico cuts uh pants sketch from i think you should leave season two i literally just thought of that too like it's just like that <laughs> website where you can interact with but like you have to send money to it but like you can't actually buy anything from it so okay um yeah so moving on Brandon, let's get to some MLB. First of all, again, Steve. congrats. Congrats on being a really good writer. And Thanks, Beast. We don't gas each other up enough on this show. So, no, we don't. So, yeah. Thank you. Brother, I love you. My appreciation goes out to you and your glasses wearing self. So, all right. Let's get to some MLB, though. Um, we've had some crazy shit go on, actually. So, we're officially halfway through the season. We got the home run derby coming up pretty soon because it is it is the good old month of july we're officially in the dog days of summer it's past the fourth as well so we know it's just going to be hot and buggy for another oh, month yeah. and a half so yeah so brennan um let's talk about it man like how do you think this mlb season is going you know it's there's been some uh some disappointments for sure there's been some surprises um and i think like we've obviously uh mentioned him plenty of times before but one of the biggest and most pleasant surprises is Shohei Itani. Absolutely. Um so he he is the headliner right now of I think it's safe to say he's the headliner of the home run derby. I mean, you've got uh Pete, Pete Alonso who won it last year, so um that's a, it's a big name. You got Joey Votto, um some other guys in it, but it really is like there's no Vlad Jr., no Tatis, no Kyle Schwarber even though I think Schwarber's injured but it's not a squad that's like I'm I'm dying to watch other than Otani you know what I mean yeah I know last year Alonzo and uh and Vlad Jr. I think uh it was a it was an electric uh uh game but it, I don't know I mean this year what do you got like Joe, Joey Gallo I think I said Joey or Votto the first time but I meant to say Joe, Joey Gallo's uh he's in it um you got like Trevor Story uh who's Trey Mancini who has like 15 home runs like literally Otani has more than double his amount this season mm-hmm. uh so I don't know it, it'll be interesting but I I predict that Otani wins it honestly did you see Pete Alonzo's bats like he so he like did like a concept arts or I don't even know if you can call it that he just he his bats are decorated. He has eight bats that look like something that Sabine Wren did in Star Wars Rebels. Like, it just <laughs> looks very creative, but I'm just like, why? It's just kind of extra, if you ask me. That's fair. Um, but, no, I mean, all-star, our all-star teams announced, too. Um, so that's pretty cool. But it got me thinking, like, what who I would predict right now to win, like, MVPs and Cy Youngs. Have you been following that that race at all? 
Not necessarily because I kind of rely on you for a lot of my LLB information. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, but it, I think this year it'll be an interesting uh, MVP race because, mm-hmm. um, you know, for like the NL, usually I, I would, I'm all, I'm all against like pitchers winning MVP, you know, since they have the Cy Young award, right. but you know, Jacob deGrom is just straight balling right now. So, I mean, I, if I had to pick anyone like NL MVP and NL Cy Young, I'm choosing Jacob deGrom. Um, That's he's just, he's just balling. And I mean the, the MVP NL MVP could also, it could be Tatis Jr. or something. Uh, it definitely could be, but, AL MVP, you know, I'm going, I'm going Showtime. Got to go Showtime. Um, he's just too I mean, likable. He's too likable. And I mean, as long as you're not going off of how good the team is, I think Shohei is a clear cut. Um, if you can look at a player left, individually, not as a member of the association. Well, luckily baseball is cool like that because yeah. there's so many games and it's, especially if you're like a pitcher or a DH, like you have no real like Stats. impact sometimes on whether your team wins. Like your pitcher could give up seven runs in the first inning and you could hit like three home runs and it won't even matter. Um, so yeah, I think Otani right now, I mean, he's pitching well, he's hitting insane. So I think he's a clear cut AL MVP, um, AL Cy Young. This one, I don't really know. I mean, Carlos Rodon, um, White Sox. He threw a no hitter this year. Almost threw a no hitter. He hit the guy in like the ninth inning, uh, in the foot, which was awesome. Maybe I saw Garrett that, Cole. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I do think that I think NL's pitching group is just miles better. But um, I think Jacob Degrom is just like the clear cut finalist for that. So, um, yeah. But I, I don't know. It's it's interesting to see like the um, what the teams are in right now because you have teams that started the the year really hot like the royals and now they've mm-hmm. just kind of completely fallen off or that's not that's not atypical which is what the annoying thing is no and same with like what i was going to say was like same with the cups like they started off kind of hot now they are horrible and with the trade line or trade deadline coming up you know for for teams that are buying versus teams that are selling i think the cubs are going to be selling a lot of their guys which which sucks mm-hmm. i mean you have the the og squad of like um chris bryant rizzo Baez, all these guys that i think the cubs are definitely going to be shipping um i think i think uh chris bryant is for sure gone i think craig kimbrell's gone who's been definitely uh cubs best player bryant made the the uh all-star games so i think those yeah. those two pieces are like the only thing that they've got going for them right now um no it's it's sad to see our teams kind of go go to the shitter after having a promising start yeah and the way you described kind of them getting rid of players that just made me like have like a relapse of when the royals got rid of like eric hosmer and mike Moustakis like right after they won the world series and i was just the most irritated i've ever been with that team yeah it, it's it's very annoying in baseball because it's like teams all they 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 feel like they're so close um especially when your team wins the world series like you you had the royals recently was that what year was that 2015 yeah 2015 and you had the cubs win it in 2016 um so it's like we've both have teams that have recently won the world series with rosters that after they've won it's like oh yeah we could do this again and they haven't really come like all that close maybe a couple postseason runs but never made the world's the, the royals haven't made the world series since then right nope 
so yeah, it's 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 very annoying as a baseball fan when you, know, you feel like your team is just right there. But um, you know, I I think right now there's a few teams that I think can like win it all. Um, you know, the Red Sox are crazy hot right now. The the Dodgers. Um, all, all, all those teams, the Rays, like we said earlier, the Bruins or the Bruins, the Brewers are are really hot right now, and it's so annoying. So it's 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 tough, but you know, hey, maybe next year for, or maybe within the next six years for us, since we're probably going to go into rebuilding mode. I will see another World Series in my life. That will happen for the Royals. And speaking of, I'm actually officially going to a Royals game in August. Speaking of, I'm actually going to the Cubs game tomorrow in Wrigley against the Cardinals. You live in the area. Yeah, that's fair. But anyway, uh, they're playing the Cardinals when I go. So I'm glad it's on the Reds because here's why. Every time that Nick Castellanos has played the Royals in Kauffman, some shit happens. First time Tom Brenneman had to go make an ass of himself on live (laughs) air. And then most recently, they were honoring a deceased – member of the Royals family um, who was like super old. Like this is like, Oh, he was so old. Yeah. So old. And then right as the um, on air guys are like talking about it, Castellanos hits another homer and I was crazy. So pissed off. I was like, he has to ruin every moment. Doesn't he? It was like the first at bat. Wasn't it? Like they yeah. were trying to get it out of the way quick, yeah. and he's yeah. still. It was so funny. He's like, it's like he knows. He, yeah. he knows when the announcers are just talking about something, and they just like, oh, time to time to make my name appear in there as well. There's a drive into deep left field, and there's never a great time to eulogize someone. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> they said so that we too. apologize. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, they literally they said, said that. Yeah, and then you know you get Tom Brown, and that's just like giving an apology for <laughs> saying a slur, and then he's like Casiano's. So I don't know if I'll be putting on this headset again. <laughs> I'm a man of faith. For, I'm for deeply, the Reds. deeply. So I love how I put that in like one of our posts uh, credits. Like it really is. It's more amazing in the fact that it happened against the Royals um, twice, for, twice, because I mean, they aren't in the same division twice no. in two years. So the fact that they've played back to back years against each other is already crazy. Mm-hmm. And the fact that it's Nick Castellanos, the same exact player, same exact shit, same exact home run placement. It's just mind boggling. It honestly is. It is. I just I I hate the Reds. I hate the Reds because but, of that, or no, because they kick our ass almost every time we play them. But anyways, uh, let's move on to Hector Santiago. So mm-hmm. the man who actually got caught for the sticky stuff. Can we come up with a better name for this? Um. What we, what, should we just use um? Let, let's still make it dirty though, right? Because sticky. I don't know. Sticky stuff's pretty good actually. Yeah. Let's just keep that. Um. <laughs> yeah. So a man who got caught red-handed with the sticky stuff. Is filing an appeal for his ten game suspension. Ten. So wait, ten games. I'm guessing is like ten starts or like ten games of his actual. Because that was a. I think ten games of him actually being gone. Okay, I I can't imagine it's like that many more games that he's got to sit out. Exactly. Well, I mean, here's the thing: because missing ten starts, that really doesn't seem like that bad of a punishment for like cheating. You know what I mean? I mean, he's a pitcher, so ten starts is like that's a lot of major- rotations too. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, okay, yeah, that would make sense as well. But yeah, so he's yeah, so he's filing an appeal. Not really sure how that's going. I don't think they've released a ton of info about it. But um, all I do know is like he's trying to like fight it still. I'm guessing he's trying to pull the little Bill Cosby technicality, but um, 
yeah, Brennan just moved his mic away so we can burp ever so quietly. That was actually pretty considerate because I'm not Thank that you. person. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so do you think he'll win the appeal? I mean, no, honestly. I, I, I don't know though, because I mean, it's like the first case that it's happened. So I feel like, um, you know, I, I do feel like the, the umps are going to try and just shoot him down a bit. So they like, people are like, all right, we got to take this shit seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, Make an because example I, of them. Yeah, exactly. So they're like, I, cause I, I, I'll say this, like since a, a month ago, since the crackdown, like batting averages have gone up from a 236 to like a 246, um, which That's is pretty crazy. Yeah. And also I, I think the number <laughs> of runs scored per game is up too. Um, I think the walk rate is also up. So I, I think, it, I think mostly, I think people are starting to realize that the sticky stuff was mostly just for helping them control more than anything. And now I think the, um, cause since the walk rates up means that, you know, they're walking more people, so I don't know. It, it'll be interesting to see if this rule does stick, no pun intended. Um, but I, I think for right now, I think Santiago, I think he, it'll probably – he'll sit on his suspension for sure. I think so too. Like I said, yeah, like you made a good point. Like they're probably just definitely going to like make an example of this just so mm-hmm. – obviously – they just have to enforce it at this point. If they're if they've made it a rule, they can't just like you know let it go. But that's why you and I want this stuff to keep happening, though. We want it just to not be a rule anymore. We want steroids back. We want baseball to be electric again. We want ten home runs a game, even though Shohei Otani's already doing that without any of those enhancements. But I know. Um, yeah. So anyway, I think that should close it off for our MLB segment, Brandon. Let's get to the NFL. Da 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 All right. So Brandon, we've been thinking about this, or at least I have been. I've been seeing a lot of, I've been doing a lot of research at least about just kind of teams that are overlooked because this is actually something that I kind of am interested in. Um, So, cause you know, you always hear about really good teams. You know that the uh, Buccaneers and the chiefs are going to dominate the NFL this year, right? They're going to be the best of their conferences. But one thing that I've kind of been thinking about too, at least in the NFC North are the Vikings an overlooked team. Cause here's the thing. So they had a pretty they had a less than average record last year, right? They went seven to nine. Um, But Kirk Cousins really isn't as bad a quarterback, I think, as we're making him out to be. You know what I mean? And especially here's the thing too. Rodgers is going to have just a really weird season. We don't know if he's going to be with Green Bay, even though like the investors or whoever the hell is like owning that team, they're not going to let him leave. Like that is off the table. So either he's just going to like violate any contract that he's in whatsoever, or he's just going to not, perform well i feel like he's gonna go on the if he does play like if they make him play like you're gonna go on this um here one second sorry i just did what you <laughs> thank did. you yep you're welcome um i think he's i don't think he's gonna tank his season but i don't think he's gonna try as hard because he hates that place so much and honestly although i don't blame him i still hate him so Here's, yeah, I just I think he's just not going to have as much of a presence as he's going as he has normally had, and I think that's going to help out almost every NFC North team except for the Lions because we both we we both know they're just going to be absolute ass next year, right? So yeah. I do think the Vikings are overlooked because there's the thing, Kirk Cousins is going to be make like he's going to be working with the same playmakers like Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, all of those guys. You know, Zimmer's defense is going to be healthier too. All those guys are going to be back. So I just. I, I know for a fact they're not going to win the NFC North. That is a fact. But they're definitely going to have a much better I, – I personally think they're going to have a much better season than they had last year. Yeah, maybe they'll be 
eight and nine this year instead of seven and nine. I think they'll be a little bit more positive than that, especially (laughs) I I just don't see Green Bay being the dominant force in the NFC North anymore. Well, I I want to agree with that. Um, Until something is set in stone, we both really can't say that. You know what I mean? Yeah, because as of right now, you know, I'm going to plan on the season on Rodgers playing for the Packers. And trying. Yeah, because, I mean, I've been given, like – no reason as to why I shouldn't believe that. But, you know, when it comes to the Vikings, um, you know, I, I've never really like as a bears fan, you know, um, the Vikings have always been kind of like a neck and neck team with us. Um, you know, the Packers beat up on us, the, the, the lions we own, but when it comes to the Vikings, like I, we probably have the better record, you know, uh, as of recently against them, but, you know, they've always been a very similar built team uh, where, you know, their offense is maybe like kind of lackluster, but their defense is really good, like the Bears. But last year, they it was the opposite, where their offense was better um, and their defense was trash. So this year, if their defense it can can definitely, like you said, they're probably getting some guys back. I know that they, they lost a lot of guys though last year, a lot of their starters that were mm-hmm. – on the the purple leader their defense but um i, I don't know dude I, I i'm just not the biggest believer in kurt cousins i mean he, he is he'll be 33 this upcoming season but he did just come off of his like season with the most touchdowns thrown he had 35 touchdowns which is actually very impressive um and so i mean i i think their o-line got better and I, you know, Dalvin Cook is a beast. You know, Justin Jefferson was a rookie last year, so he's only going to take more steps uh, in the right direction. So I can definitely, I, I can see them being a sleeper team that, um, you know, right away, maybe not a lot of people are talking about as much as it pains me to say, because I don't want any more uh, competition in the NFC North. But yeah, that's a, it's a good sleeper team for sure. Would you say that they have achieved dark horse status, or do we have to wait for the season to start to officially say that? Do you think? Um, I mean, last year the Vikings were ranked fairly high in the preseason consensus. This year, I'm not sure what they're ranked. Um, I could look it up right now, just like you know, NFL preseason rankings, and if if I pull this up. And they're like, be like ranked fifteenth or like lower than that. I'll say that they have the you know dark horse potential. But if they're ranked within like the top like twelve or something, which I don't know why they would be. And they this first one I'm reading, they are. Oh wow. What are they're, the numbers? Ranked 20, they're ranked 20th. All right. So they're, they're... I, I would say that it's – that's uh, – this is a bad rankings, though. They have the Chargers 21. Oh, God. Bears 25. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fair. Um, no, I, I think I think the, the NFC North, I mean, we've mentioned this. Like, it's pretty up for grabs. I think, you know, even, even with a healthy Rodgers, um, 
you know, I don't think he had an outstanding season last year, an MVP season. And, you know, the odds of that type of season happening again, it's not, is not like high by any means. Um, and so I don't think that they added many offensive pieces around Rodgers. So it's kind of the same type of same offense. Um, their defense is, is fine, but you know, it's uh, I, I think, I think it, it'll be a lot closer of a competition this year in the NFC North than it was last year. Okay. That's a very fair take. And I'm glad you were able to, you know, stay pretty neutral about that too. Uh, as hard as that probably was for you. Uh, but yeah, so very like hard. I said, um, there are, I just think there are going to be some sleeper teams in the NFL this year that are just going to blow away our expectations, but we say that every year. Yeah. So. And like I said, that my main one is would probably be in your division. Uh, the chargers. I think the chargers are a very, very good sleeper team. Um, that, I'm worried about it. Yeah. They, they had a really good draft. Um, had good uh, free agency, and, you know, they just brought in a whole new coaching staff that, you know, they, they brought in Brandon Staley from uh, the Rams, who's more of a, um, a defensive-minded coach, but, you know, I think they brought in the Saints, uh, what's his name, um, Lombardi, oh, I can't remember, Joe Lombardi, I think, is uh, their offensive coordinator, so I think uh, what's – I think they're going to he's going to just kind of hand off the offensive reins to Joe Lombardi. Yep, Joe Lombardi. Uh so it'll be an interesting team I think at Justin Herbert, you know, he has like that Kyler Murray uh second year bump. He it, they have a talented offense for sure. Right. So I think it's it's definitely a possibility when it when it comes to, you know, one of those teams that and they were like last year the Chargers were like one of the worst teams when it came to like closing out games. They lost like probably half their games by like a possession or less. Mm -hmm. So if they were able to just fix that, like they probably would have had an extra six, seven wins. So say like you add on to that, you know, you have a, a team that's possibly 500, a little above. So I could see them being within uh you know, AFC wildcard uh, positioning come the postseason. Absolutely. All right, Brennan, let's get on to probably our least favorite segment of the night. Um, we'll talk about the golf foursome that occurred between Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, which, by the way, I can't tell if the fact that I love or hate the fact that they're friends, and uh, Bryson DeChambeau and Phil Mickelson. So, uh, first of all, let's just go ahead and let's just do a little roast session on Aaron Rodgers real quick. His hair looks disgusting. It looks awful. And I will say this. My favorite part, I would say, of that match was um, – Charles Barkley roasting Baker Mayfield and vice versa. Really? I, I missed that part. They had him on Zoom and it was like they were just they just have a fun relationship. I, I saw they much, they called up Gronk, which is pretty funny. Mm -hmm. I saw that too. But pretty much any every ESPN analyst, like they all just have a very interesting relationship with Baker Mayfield. I swear to God, Colin Coward's the only person that's in the sports analyst world that hates him. Oh, he hates his guts. I'm I'm saying he's the only I think he's the only person that has an ill mindset for young Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, dude, honestly, um I genuinely I think it makes sense that Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers are friends, but I hate the fact that they exist together. <laughs> but anyway, they're also they were in the last like NFL golf outing too. Yeah, and Brady was bad in that as well. Yeah. Um 
So, I mean, it was, it was hard seeing Rogers be so good at golf. Cause he act, he really was, he had, he had one shot where, you know, it was like a 210 yard, like par three. And he landed it within like three or four feet of the hole. And I was, I was actually like tremendously impressed, but he, yeah. he Brady made him look really good. Um, you know, that's what happens though. When, you know, you have a bunch of time to yourself, like Rogers, uh, cause you have no family life, <laughs> um, but Bra- yeah. Brady loves his family so much. So it makes sense. He's not at that level yet. Uh, literally two opposite ends of the spectrum when it comes to family guys. I mean, you got Aaron Rodgers who hates his family with a passion. Then you got, Tom Brady, who who kisses his family with passion, so that's an like, interesting take on it, actually. <laughs> so it makes sense why one's better than the other. He has more time and to prepare because he's always alone and will never feel loved. Exactly, and um, so Phil Mickelson's also a really good golfer too. I think it's just a weird. <laughs> Phil Mickelson's pretty good at golf. I'm just yeah, I know. I'm just I'm relooking at the stats too. The man had a pretty good match. Uh, Bryson DeChambeau. It's just it's weird that they put like aside from Phil Mickelson, they really had like almost every major sports villain there. Yeah, I mean, if they replaced Phil Mickelson with Trey Young, it would have just been ridiculous. It would have been. I'm sure the ratings would have gotten a lot higher, but still, <laughs> I, like. No, I think Mickelson definitely draws in more ratings for sure. But um, it it was like seeing DeChambeau and Rodgers together on a team. Yeah, it's just like it's my worst nightmare. Mm-hmm. It really was. Well, don't – because we love to hate Bryson DeChambeau, right? Yeah. I don't even like – yeah, I love to hate him. Yeah, you're right. I just I, – yeah, I, I just don't like him at all. Exactly. Well, should we just go ahead and put our foot down and say NFL players should stop golfing with um, PGA players? Um, at oh, least I mean, I, broadcast I, it as an event. Like they're obviously free to do whatever they want, but still, I just I don't want to hear about this shit. The only reason why it would be cool, in one of the the one of the holes they actually did it was like they weren't allowed to choose which like club they they used for each shot. So like. That's kind of interesting, actually. Um, yeah, so it was interesting. That made it more interesting. And so I could watch, like, Brady just absolutely, like, shank one. Rogers like, shanked one into, like, the hill, into the yeah. weeds. So, like, and then you see, like, DeChambeau or Mickelson have to make up for their horrible shot. Um, but it made it more interesting. But I think, you know, f- like – watching that for the whole time would probably get old just not seeing any good shots so i don't know it it, it's it was at the same time as the suns game um so i was not really like i got in a few good holes watching that but once the suns game started i was like okay um you know time time to watch an actual sport which by the way the the bucks are up 32 to 30 right now um three minutes into the second quarter okay so. i'm actually very happy that you've been keeping track of that i was actually going to ask you too uh, <laughs> but yeah i think that that pretty much covers it though Brendan. uh on some other news though i am almost caught up with loki uh, this is actually a very rare for me that i've let myself go this long without being like completely caught up on the show because i was like literally uh three weeks behind today and i watched three and four both very good. A um, little, little heartbreaking, but I'm not going to spoil anything. Definitely go watch those. I'm going to watch the fifth episode actually right after we finish the show. Um, I, and, yeah, also just another good news. 
I have officially contracted somebody to create a new logo for us. Really? Yes. Let's and go. Here's why. Because as much as I do love Because our sucks. Okay, easy. I made that. <laughs> Jackass. No, but somebody who actually is very good with Adobe Illustrator that I've um, offered to pay a handsome amount to. And we will get it taken care of. And that's all that I will be said about that. Don't even bother looking me up on YouTube. I won't even get that shit up today. <laughs> Maybe next week. Maybe next week when I have more time. Actually, I don't. I guess this week probably would have been the week to do it because, like, I'm in between jobs in the moment. So, uh, oh well. But yeah, we'll get oh, that all well. figured out. Still follow us on social media though, or Spice Things Up Podcast at Gmail or at Instagram. We're still spicing things at pod at Gmail. That's our email. Yeah. So if you want to email us some cool ideas, we'll do it on the show. If you want Brendan and I to like take off our clothes or something, we'll just do it. Even yeah, we need we need us. ideas for NFL segments too. If we've anyone's interested in like you know fantasy or um, stuff like that, like we just we want to know what type of NFL content you guys are looking for. If it's just regular sports betting, prop bets, um, we're gonna get back into the swing of that as well. So let us know what you guys want to hear about that. But yeah, other than that, that's our show. Thanks for uh, stopping by. I almost said tuning in, but I meant to say stopping by because we are on Spotify as well. Uh, so yeah, go ahead. Tell your friends about the show, guys. We do want to keep building that listener base. We can sponsor some cool stuff like Viagra or something like that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, without further ado, guys, I will see you guys next week. All right, see you guys. Stay off the weed.